Second Chronicles 31 shows what can happen when we give God our full attention. This is the reign of Hezekiah. He comes right after King Ahaz, where King Ahaz had shut the temple, brought in a bunch of false worship, spread wickedness throughout the land. And Hezekiah is bringing this really swift and great reform throughout the land of Judah. In chapter 30, right before this, it's important to know that they celebrate the Passover. And in celebrating the Passover, they remember that it was the Lord who brought them out of Egypt. That all, what all the false gods of Egypt couldn't do, the Lord did. And he split the sea. He brought them through. He rescued them. And then after, through Moses, he tells them, you are going to only have one God, only one God you're going to worship. And in this remembrance that comes through the Passover, in chapter 31, they begin, it says, when all this was finished, the Passover, all Israel who were present went out to the cities of Judah and broke in pieces the pillars and cut down the ashram and broke down the high places and the altars throughout all Judah and Benjamin and in Ephraim and Manasseh until they had destroyed them all. This movement of breaking down the pillars and the ashram, it was so zealous that it didn't just stay in Judah. It spread into the northern kingdom of Israel in Ephraim and Manasseh. Then all the people of Israel returned to their cities, every man to his possession. They, with this restoration of zeal, they go and destroy all the high places and all the ashram. These were these sacred trees or poles set up throughout the land as pagan worship centers to ashram or this pagan goddess. And the Lord had commanded in Deuteronomy that they wouldn't have any ashram around the altars of God, that there was only to be one God that they would worship. And you see this throughout the Kings and Chronicles that the good Kings, the Kings that were holy and zealous, they tore down the high places, but the Kings who were wicked, or even the Kings who were moderate, they let the high places remain. Those were the ashram, these distracting places of worship, these false gods, scattered throughout Israel and Judah that really robbed the people of their attention. They robbed the people of their focus. But in this moment, out of this zeal, this restored zeal, they go and say, I'm not going to let anything take me away from worshiping God. I'm not going to give anything to an ashram. I'm going to bring it all to God. And then see what happens here. Hezekiah restores the temple worship. And in verse six, it says, and the people of Israel and Judah who lived in the cities of Judah also brought in the tithe of cattle and sheep and the tithe of the, of the dedicated things that had been dedicated to the Lord their God, and they laid them in heaps. In the third month, they began to pile up the heaps and finished them in the seventh month. When Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. And Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites about the heaps. He was pretty much like, what do we do with all this excess offering? It was such an abundance. And I think there's a connection there between the beginning of chapter 31 and the middle that when we tear down the high places, we have room for heaps. When we tear down everything that is distracting us from worship, we actually have something to give. The moment that Israel and Judah stopped giving their attention and giving their offerings and giving their worship and bringing sacrifices to the high places, well, now where were they going to bring those bulls and sheep? Where were they going to bring their tithe? Where were they going to bring their offering? Now, because they didn't have any ashram to bring it to, now they had an abundance. They tore down the high places and because they tore down the high places, they had heaps to bring to God. Now, this for us is a huge message that whenever we have in our lives a bunch of distracting ashram around us, places that we're giving our attention, our worship, our focus, it makes sense then that if our heart is fragmented, we don't overflow in the secret place. We don't overflow when we come to Jesus. 
if we have already been handing out our pockets to robbers and thieves as we make the pilgrimage to God. Once we arrive in Jerusalem, we won't have anything to give. And this is a a tried and true principle that Jesus lays down in Matthew 6, that we can't serve both God and mammon. We can't serve two gods. If we are splitting our heart, it's like taking this raging river of devotion that we could have given to God, and it splits it into these meager meanders, these weak rivers. And when we come to Jesus, often we feel like we're spent and we have nothing left to give. The question we need to ask is, have we already been giving ourselves to Asherim? Have we been giving ourselves to false gods? Have we been so distracting ourselves? with these high places of worship around our life that when we come to the true temple, we really have nothing left to give. There's also an opportunity though in this chapter that maybe you've been in a place where you've been impoverishing your heart by paying out all these gods so that you have nothing left to give. That's a key principle, by the way. When we give out of the poverty of our heart, like we're poor in spirit, Jesus is pleased with that. But it's a different thing when we've been so paying out the gods, we've been so giving our devotion in 15 different places that we have a little offering to give. That actually grieves the heart of God. But there is an opportunity here. If we will cut out the ashram, if we will destroy what robs our devotion, then we can actually come to God in an abundance. And that's key here, that an abundant offering is an attentive offering. When we destroy the ashram and we can actually come to God and give him our full attention, then we can have an abundance. Even though we might only have pennies to give, little moments of time, if we only have one God, if we have one true God that we're giving our affections to, if we're reserving the storehouse of our worship for one God and one God only, then we'll have a lot to give, even if we feel like we're poor in spirit. That's the lesson of Second Chronicles chapter 31. First, remove the high places. Well, Actually, it starts before that. Go back to chapter 30. First, celebrate the Passover. First, come and worship the lamb who was slain. First, see all that he has done for your salvation. And then in the overflow of the Passover, then destroy the high places. Take away everything competing with the lamb for your attention and worship. And then once you've destroyed the high places, then you can come and find heaps of praise in your worship. Hey, thanks for joining Live Full Daily. If you'd like to sign up to receive the daily newsletter, Go to livefull.org slash daily. And if you'd like to support Live Full Ministries, go to livefull.org slash give.